have a chat with Margie afterwards. Um, one of the things I've found um, just in my own walk recently, and especially with my class that I'm going through, is that uh, people are hungry, people are searching for answers, and people are looking for hope. And uh, one of the things I've endeavoured not to do is try and uh, do the pastor thing on them, you know, <laughs> but actually just be a, be a Christian uh, and just be an example to them. And uh, it's been amazing just the, just the people who have opened up their hearts and lives. And, you know, even this, this, this afternoon or this, this week on Friday, I had an executive on the phone with me for nearly 25 minutes trying to find answers to fill the void inside of their soul. And so, praise God we got the answer, eh? <laughs> and it's just normal conversation. There's no, uh, there's no weird stuff or anything like that. But when you, when you come across an authentic way and an authentic manner, people will respond. Uh, Jesus was the friend of sinners, the Bible says. They liked him. They liked being around him. <laughs> if people don't like being around you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Bible says a, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got troubles with friends, uh, show yourself friendly. <laughs> Be- become friendly. And some people just aren't friendly. <laughs> and uh, it's not rocket science. So Jesus was the friend of sinners. Um, so I really want to encourage you to come along to that, so it's going to be fantastic. Uh, just want to talk to you a little bit this morning, uh, just pick up from last week. Uh, kind of maybe just rocked a couple of people's votes last week. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, one of the things I really want to encourage us in is about growing up into maturity. A couple of scriptures brought out last week were Proverbs 25, verse 28. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city with broken down walls. Um, he that has no rule over his spirit uh, is like a city with broken down walls. You actually open, you become defenseless. And one of the things that we're really believing for as a church and growing towards what we felt God to speak to us about is through the story of Nehemiah, uh, where Nehemiah saw Jerusalem in, with the broken down walls. And so he set to rebuild the walls of the city. And so one of the things uh, I'm very, very passionate about is that we do that as a church, but we also do that as individuals as well, because all of us as individuals uh, should be also looking at uh, building the broken walls in our own life. Uh, So part of that is actually growing up into maturity. Uh, Luke 2, verse 52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and grew in favor with God and men. So Jesus increased, he didn't decrease. He actually increased in stature in wisdom and in stature. So this is a pattern, I believe, that Christ is calling us to do that. So maturity doesn't come with, with age. It actually comes with responsibility. And uh, so I encourage you this morning to, 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 to embark on this process of growing into maturity. Uh, God is wanting to bring us from a place from death to life, from cursing to blessing, from slavery to freedom. Uh, all of us are on a journey forward. We're not on a journey back. If we're going on a journey back, well, we probably need to relook at what, what's going on inside of our hearts. Uh, because Christ is calling us to bring, come forward from slavery into freedom, from, ble- from cursing into blessing. Uh, and so this is the journey that Christ has called us on. And we looked at the, the story of the Israelites about coming forward uh, into the promised land. Those promises are still available for us. Uh, everyone has a promised land available uh, in front of us. The question is, where is it and how do we get it? Uh, so the promised land is really, it's a better life. Uh, God wants you to come into a better life. Everyone's looking for a better life. Doesn't matter who you talk to in the street, everyone is looking for a better life. That's why you have things like uh, Lotto and all these kinds of things and all the advertising that comes across on TV. What it's it all about? They understand that people are looking for a better life. So just as the Israelites were coming from slavery and got promised a land of freedom, uh, you know, Christ also has many promises for us. 
And all of us are inherently searching for a better life. Maybe here this morning and you're looking for a better life. Uh, I, I speak with a lot of executives uh, in my course, and most of them are looking for a better life. Some of them, uh, it's irrelevant on how much money they have. They're still not satisfied. They're looking for a better life. And so all of us, even as Christians, we still embark on that process of working towards a better life. And so part of that is actually, uh, is actually growing into maturity. So some of these people I've been speaking with, uh, in some areas, they're quite developed in terms of their education and, and their capacity in workplace. Uh, they carry a lot of responsibility. But when it comes to the issues of their heart, uh, they're really struggling. They're really struggling. And they're still looking for a better life. And yet, in my conversations I've been able to, ha- be able to have with them, look, I might not have the same amount of money as you, but, you know, I'm really happy inside. <laughs> you know, I'm really quite satisfied with who I am as a person. I'm really like who I am. I'm, I'm quite fulfilled in my life. And that confounds them. And so I really want to encourage you, just, to, just want to take that out a little bit further for you this morning. So the last time we talked about decisions, um, uh, decisive, one of the things to, about being decisive is the ability to make decisions quickly and confidently. So our life largely is influenced by the decisions that we make. Uh, I'm here today, not always because of uh, my environment, but actually because of decisions and choices that I have made. I've, been res- I've had to be responsible for my decisions and also live with the consequences. Some decisions we make, uh, they're reversible. Others are not reversible. Some of you may know have made some decisions that you can't reverse. Uh, so it's important that as we grow into maturity that we actually understand our decision-making process and we become responsible for the decisions that we make and the consequences that come as a result. You can't fob them all off to God. Otherwise, how will you ever grow into maturity? It, it, it's, it's what we expect for our kids to grow up and start to learn to make some positive decisions. We even teach that in the preschool. Because we want kids to understand the decisions that they make, they have responsibility for, and they also have consequences for. So it's important that we make good decisions and we get them right. So one of the, one of the things we talked about was um, uh, you need to have our decision-making processes need to be based on sound principles and a value system. And, uh, and God spoke to, uh, God encouraged both Moses and also Joshua about getting into the word and letting the word shape your values and your principles. So when you come to a place where you need to make a decision, you already have a set of value judgments already established in your heart. So your decision-making process should be quite easy. I don't need to go to and fro like this. Why? Because my decision-making process, my values, and what I've built my life around has been anchored upon the word of God and the person of Jesus Christ. When you become like that, when you, can val- when you build your life around a set of value systems that's based on the word of God, you'll become stable in your life and you'll be able to bring stability to other people. So one of the other issues that we need to look at this morning, I just want to encourage you with, is, uh, resp- and this is really, uh, it's, it's kind of a rabbit hole, really. You don't really know how deep it goes. So we're just going to cover it this morning. I just want to bring it to your awareness. Um, and that is being able to be responsible for our emotions. Part of growing, in respons- part of growing into maturity is you have to become uh, responsible for your emotions or what's going on inside of your heart. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about emotions. Um, uh, emotions are sp- express what's going on inside of our heart. We have a spirit, we have a body, but our emotions, they express what's going on inside of here. So when you look at somebody, you can, what they present, you, you can tell what's going on inside of their heart. So exp- emotions express what's going on in people's life. life. That it's, it's how we feel, what we experience. 
emotions, uh, we feel things. And one of the things about even the commercial world today, becoming more aware of how much people's emotions and what their feelings, how much they affect uh, people's behaviour. Uh, even in the business world today, uh, companies becoming more aware of how much people feel and how much the emotion, people's emotions play in the, in the environmental workplace. I spoke to one guy, he's a pastor, and he got offered a million dollars a year to come and be a pastor to a, an organisation simply because he, the person knew how much uh, emotions play in an organisation. Or So emotions, people's emotions affect our environment, they affect your environment, they, they express what's going on inside of your heart. Our emotions, they create atmosphere. They create an atmosphere. That atmosphere is either uplifting or it's, it's a wet blanket. Either how we express ourselves, what's coming out of our emotions, uh, is either bringing freedom or it's bringing depression. It's either bringing joy or it's bringing, uh, it's bringing depression. So our emotions create atmosphere. What you carry as a person, your emotions will, will, will carry an atmosphere around you. And people will feel that. You don't need to say anything. People will feel it. People will feel when you're happy. People will feel when you're depressed. People will feel when you're angry. People will feel when you're confident. People will feel when you're at peace inside of your heart. People will feel it. It will create an atmosphere. And so that atmosphere, it's really important that we understand and take responsibility for the areas of our emotions. So people are either drawn to or repelled by what they feel. People will be repelled from you by often what they feel around you. Or people will be drawn to you by what they feel around you. People don't like to be around a miserable person. People like to be around a happy person. People will generally gravitate to a person that's happy or that's in peace inside of their heart. Why? Because they, they, they either are repelled by the tension or they're drawn by the peace. So our emotions will affect the environment around us. It affects our relationships. It affects the people around us. Uh, our emotions are in so incredibly powerful, yet they're also very fragile and complex. They're very, very powerful. What, what we, what we, our moods, what we're feeling inside can influence atmospheres, yet they're also incredibly complex. Uh, for example, uh, you know, one emotion can trigger another emotion. So anger is a secondary emotion. So people experience anger, but what's actually behind the anger is there is another feeling or emotion behind there. And of course, that's all connected to our spirit as well. So they're very, very complex, and they affect both our lives and it affects the lives of people around us. So it's important that we kind of understand a little bit about this. Um, another thing about our emotions is they're always they're dynamic. They're never, sta they're never static. They're always moving. Something that is static remains still. Something that is dynamic is consistently changing. And our emotions are how we feel. They're consistently changing. They are um, always moving. They're always responding or reacting to the signals in which we receive around us. So people, uh, uh, many times, like we've got a whole bunch of sensories around our, around our life. And uh, one of the ways that our, we make sense of the world is uh, people either operate in two ways. Either they work out in a, in a logical sense, uh, they, they try and work it out with their mind, but many people, they operate in an intuitive manner. In other words, they, because all of the time we've got all these bits of information coming into our life that we're bringing from the world around us, and simply we, we just consciously can't make sense of everything. So our, our emotions play a vital part in, 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 in sensing the world around us and shaping our lives. 
So it's important that we understand we start to take management and ownership, responsibility of what we feel and what's going on inside of our heart. The Bible clearly says, guard your heart above everything else. Guard your heart because out of it flows every issue of life. Above all else. So that means above lots of other things that you might think are important. It's important, really important, to guard your heart. To guard your heart is actually being responsible for what's going on inside of your life. Lots of people, they don't guard their heart. They just, it's just an open door. It just flips this way and that way. They've got no idea what's coming in and what's going out. So it's important for us to grow into maturity, for us to have a good life, that we start to learn to manage what's going on inside of our heart, that we start to take ownership and responsibility for the condition and our emotions. So they're always moving, they're always responding to, to signals. Uh, so it's important that we guard, we, we become aware of what's going on. We can't, we're not consciously aware all the time of what's happening, but we, we, can, we, can, we can be aware of what, how we're feeling and, and what's going on in the inside of our heart. So emotions are a powerful mover and influencer of people's conduct. One of the things in terms of the commercial world today, people are not just being sold a product, they're actually being sold happiness. People are looking for a better life, they're actually being sold a better life. And this particular thing will solve your marriage problems. No, it's not going to solve your marriage problems. But what you get is the idea is that this is the influence, this is the power that how people feel inside of their heart, how influential it is. And so it's important that we understand and we start to become responsible for what we feel. Um, when we look in the Bible, we look at Cain. What happened to Cain? Cain got angry. He felt anger and he killed. He killed his brother Abel. One of the things we understand is that our emotions can influence our conduct. Our emotions will, uh, sometimes they consciously affect, sometimes they subconsciously affect. But most people, their conduct is influenced by what they feel. Most people, not everyone, most people. What they feel, how they feel about things, will adjust their conduct. I went to, a, uh, went to uh, one, of, one of the top uh, computer companies in the world, and one of the things they felt on, on the screen was they were, they were monitoring people's sentiments or their feelings towards particular products 24-7, real time, so in order so they can gain an understanding of where people are at. So the world knows these things, and so for, in order for us to, I believe, uh, become powerful and also become uh, a, a key influential figure, we need to take ownership and management of what's going on inside of our heart. We need to be aware. Uh, we look at the Israelites. The Israelites, why couldn't they go into the promised land originally? Because they what? They felt intimidated. They felt intimidated. Sure, it's a spiritual thing, but they felt it. They actually felt it in their body. They felt it in their emotions. Some people don't inherit, they cannot go into their promised land, they can't come into a better life because they're intimidated. Sure, the better life, there's going to, it, it, it'll, it'll be great, but there's some giants, there's some responsibilities. And one of the things that we need to learn to do is, is to, like I said, is to be, become responsible for what's going on inside of our heart. So the Israelites felt intimidated. David expressed love and passion and worship. It's something that he felt. He felt it. He, he felt it in his emotions. He, he, he just, couldn't contain, just couldn't contain just up in here. He expressed it through, um, through feelings. He expressed it through his emotions. It was something he poured out. And we sang before, as we were singing before, I'm pouring out my love on you. It's a feeling. It's not just words, but there's, there's passion, there's expression, there's emotion behind it. It's such a powerful thing. 
uh, also in your relationship with your husband and wife. Can you imagine if, like, if it was just all um, theoretical? You, 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 you've got to have emotion there. You've got to have passion there. If you're trying to express love with no passion or no emotional, uh, if you try to express love with no emotions, how could you do that? How could you do that? It just wouldn't be the same. So these are, our emotions are really, really, really powerful. They're easily led. Uh, and so Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus was moved compassion. We can go through a whole, nearly every chapter in the Bible, you can see how people's emotions were expressed and either, uh, either led them to do something positive or led them to do something negative. So our emotions are really, really powerful. Um, since they're so powerful and influential, becoming responsible for our emotions is important to growing into maturity. Some people, you can be responsible for a lot of things, but actually when it comes to the areas of your own heart, you're completely irresponsible. Easily led. Easily led. And, one of the, and I was just talking to some people during the week. Um, their emotional capacity, their, emotion, their, their ability to, to take responsible for, responsibility for what they're feeling is quite low. Um, but you've met other people, they're actually quite aware of what's going on inside of us. So I just want to give you just four simple steps that will help you. Um, like I said, it's quite a rabbit hole when you start to talk about what's going on inside of people's lives. I'm, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but I do have an understanding of just some steps that will help you and I uh, just start on the process to be able to become mature and uh, start to become responsible for uh, what's going on inside of your life. Um, I'm hoping you kind of understand and, and kind of get the magnitude of how much our emotions affect people's lives and how much they affect our life. People will do things because they either feel like it or don't feel like it. People come to church because either they feel like it or don't feel like it. You can be responsible for quite a large number, but yet when it comes to just basic feelings, it's quite irresponsible, quite immature. And so we want to encourage all of us this morning to grow in the era of maturity in our emotions. So one of the first things we can do is become awareness, is awareness. Awareness of what's going on inside of us. Awareness of what's going on inside of our heart. That's what the Bible says, above all else, guard your heart, because out of it flows every issue of life. People can focus their attention on many other things, but forget one thing. The main thing is what's going on inside of your heart. We can be distracted by many other things of the world, many other worries, all these kinds of things, but not become, not really aware of what's going on inside of our own heart. So awareness of our emotional condition, what's going on inside. People are somewhat, sometimes people are just not aware. They are just not aware. They are not aware about how, much, how they're coming across, not aware what's going on inside of their heart. When you're in a place of that, that's quite immature. But one of the first steps we can do is become aware Aware of our current state. Is our heart, our emotions hardened or are they fragile? Are they stable and consistent? Are they unstable, damaged? Are they drained? Or are they in deficit or are you full? It's kind of our emotions, are, like I said, they're dynamic. They can, they can fluctuate. Off, all the time we are giving out and we're, we're, we're receiving things. And if you look at a, at a bank, like a bank balance, for example, you know, it's one thing to be at zero, it's another thing to be in minus, it's another thing to be in positive. For many people, the emotions are so, much, so drained that either they're in deficit or running at zero. Running at zero is not the same as being in the positive. You're just zero, There's just, you're just kind of bland. 
Some people, they're in deficit in their soul. They're in deficit in their emotions. Well, you can tell when somebody's in deficit because of the way, that they behave, the way that they behave. So whatever's going on inside of your heart will be reflected out into the world around you. They will be reflected. So if somebody, Jesus wants us, our hearts to be forward, to be prosperous. Like David said in Psalm 23, my cup overflows. It's the cup of his soul. It's the cup of his heart. When he was in, in the presence of God, that cup was overflowing with worship. It was overflowing with emotion. It was overflowing with feeling and passion. Some people, you go around them and it's like, like a vortex. They're just sucking into a black hole. I bet you don't know people like that. Some people, their emotions are like a wet blanket. It's like, my goodness, what has walked into the room? Some people, it's like, you know, they're so, it's like this plastic that's got more emotion in it. I bet you don't know anyone like that, though. But it's important to become aware of what's going on inside of our heart. What, are my emotions drained? Am I drained out or am I full? Some people, there's, uh, if you've got an offense inside of your heart, if there's baggage that you're carrying, they will drain your emotions. So it's important that you understand what is going on inside of your heart. Um, many people are, are, are just not aware. They're shut down and don't know it. Many people get shut down from a bad or, or hurtful experience, and they just don't know it. Um, you know, for me, you know, as a young person growing up, you know, I kind of, my nana used to tell me what type of, you know, what, what, what my personality was like as a young child. You'd go around and say hi to everyone. There was just no one that you would not say hello to. But over the course of time, as we grow up, things start to happen in our life, and eventually sometimes our emotions become shut down. What happened that closed you down? What happened? What, what hardened up inside of your heart? What hardened? What, what happened that shut you down, that stopped you from becoming... I mean, of course, we've got to grow up. And you know, spoke last week that you know, uh, childlike faith is not the same as childlike character. Don't confuse the two. Uh, but what happens in your emotion? What has shut you down? What has shut you down? And uh, you know, I was a, a D school, a design school at Stanford University, and one of the guys there, he said, "Look," he said, "Most people I come across don't think that they are creative." Most people, in fact, most people, he said, most people don't think they are creative. And he said, I can track that back down, mostly to an occasion where they tried to, tried to draw a picture and somebody laughed at their picture. And, and as a consequence, they just believed in their heart that they weren't creative. But he said, that's not true. Everyone is creative. Everyone has something to express inside of their heart. But what has happened? What has shut you down? So one of the first steps we can uh, to grow into maturity is become aware of our emotional condition. Are we full and overflowing with joy? Is it just pouring out? Or is there stuff happening inside of our life that is just closing us down? Are we in deficit in our soul? What's driving our emotions? What's empowering them? Become aware of the warning signs. And as sometimes it's like driving a car. You know, the, the gauges are dynamic. They never stay still. <laughs> Now, the fuel gauge especially, the oil gauge. And be, start to become aware of the, of the signs that our emotions are expressing. When somebody come, an easy way is this, when somebody uh, is, comes into a conflicting situation, uh, if they react, people either react or respond in, conflict, in, in situations of conflict. Often, most of the time, when people react, 
they're either in a place of emotional deficit or they're very, very empty inside. But if they're full, they can generally respond. So whenever I hear an issue, whenever an issue comes up, you can tell when somebody's really got a, a drain or something in their heart. You can tell the person's emotional condition by the way they either react or respond. So maybe you're here today when somebody has tried to challenge you over something, something's happened, you reacted in a, in a, maybe in a bad way. <laughs> That's a sign that something's going wrong inside of your heart. Something needs to, uh, something's hurting, something needs help. You, there's an issue in your emotions you need to fill up. So I encourage you today, just be aware of the signs. Be aware of the patterns and the processes that go, up, that go on inside because often our, our feelings go in cycles. So it's becoming aware is one of the first steps we can do to becoming uh, emotionally whole. The second one is uh, management or, or taking responsibility for your emotions. One thing to be aware, it's another thing to be able to learn to manage. And like the Bible says, he that has no rule over his own, over his own spirit is like a city with broken down walls. Guard your heart. So the second area is be able to be able to exercise constraint over our emotions. If you if you're not careful, uh, if you don't keep your emotions in check and keep it aligned, you'll find that your emotions will uh, influence your conduct to do some silly things. Sometimes, <laughs> you all know what I mean. <laughs> sometimes our emotions will lead us, will try and influence us down ways that we shouldn't be going. So it's important that we learn to exercise constraint over what we feel. Don't control them, but exercise constraint. Constraint, the two different things. Two different things. Um, so it's important that we are able to align our emotions to our value judgments. If I felt, if I allowed my conduct to follow what I feel sometimes, it wouldn't have a good ending for me. <laughs> so it's important that I have value judgments, that I've set my, my, my values and my principles in the word of God so I, I have something to align my emotions with. Uh, we won't go too deep into this, because it's quite a bit of a rabbit hole, but that's why it's important that we learn to have the word of God inside of our heart, and we have principles that we can ground our emotions, we can ground what we're feeling too. Otherwise, uh, people just uh, have no restraint and cause a whole lot of problems. Uh, we're able to respond as opposed to react to negative situations. You can tell when somebody's been able to, uh, ex- who's got management or ownership over their emotions, when they've grown to a point of... Uh, emotional maturity, is they can learn to uh, respond to negative situations instead of throwing all the toys out of the cot. Wow, boo-hoo. You can tell that somebody's got a a constraint or restraint over their emotions. Uh, Just a couple of other ones, just quickly. A third area is awareness of other other people, awareness of how other people are feeling. Essentially, it's called empathy. When you have empathy for people, you start to become aware of what other people are feeling. When you see Jesus, uh, and Jesus in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, Jesus was moved with compassion. He had empathy for people. He had empathy for people. If we're going to be an influence in our society, these are some of the basic steps we need to learn to do. <laughs> we have to aware how we express ourselves, what's being expressed. Number two, learn to be able to restrain what works, our emotions or uh, exercise constraint. Another very, very powerful thing is to be able to show empathy towards people. When we come to this place and be able to show empathy towards people, has a very, very. This is where we start to really develop our leadership capacity. Um, first thing we, we we need to learn to lead ourselves. Uh, second, we, then we can start to lead other people. And so, empathy is a very, very powerful tool that will open up the doors of opportunity to be able to minister to many people. When you show empathy, when you show kindness, when you understand how people are feeling, one of the values that we're establishing as a church is um, the discipline to listen. 
listen to understand where somebody's coming from. It's about expressing empathy. It's a discipline because most of the time we want to talk and yabber off about what's going on inside of our lives. So it's a discipline to learn to listen and express empathy towards people. Awareness of others. Uh, and the last one, and be able to, and this is where we really can start to become an influence, a positive influence in, into the people around us. Not only one are we aware of ourselves, we can, we're responsible for our own emotions, we have an empathy for other people. Fourth area we can do is learn to be able to, uh, uh, to, be able to guide other people's feelings. As a leader, one of the things I've, I'm, I'm learning to do is to be able not just to have empathy for people, but to be able to lead people, to be able to uh, get inside of their heart and help them start to take responsibility and lead their own emotions. When you're starting to get into this realm here, it's when you can start to really become a positive influence and a, a powerful leader. Many uh, strong leaders and influential leaders in the world are able to manage people. They're able to manage people's emotions. They're able to help people come to grips with what's going on inside of their own heart and be able to lead them into a, 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 into a particular place. It takes, a very, it, it, it takes skill to do this, but you've got to start somewhere by first starting to understand your own emotions and becoming aware of what's going on inside of your heart. It's really important because we all know that it affects the world around us. It affects the world around us. Um, and I want to encourage you, uh, just with this last thing, um, for people here, sometimes their soul gets damaged or gets, gets holes in it, it gets under pressure. But, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 23 that he is the, he, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, he is the restorer of our soul. He is the restorer of our soul. You may be here this morning and you may have been shut down inside of your heart. Something may have happened that has closed your heart off. Something may have happened or accumulative things may have happened that have hardened your heart, that have shut your emotions down. He is able to come and bring healing and restoration to your soul. He is the restorer of our soul. The Bible also says that in Hebrews 6, 19, that this hope that we have is an anchor for our soul. Jesus Christ is, a, is somebody that can come and that you can anchor your soul to. You can anchor your life to. And when the storms of life come, I can tell you what, you can, Jesus is not going to let you go. Jesus is not going to let you go. He's an anchor for our soul. Last one in Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit, the expression of the Holy Spirit through us, is what? Love, joy, peace. They're all expressions. They're all something that we can express and put in the atmosphere. So the Holy Spirit wants to come and connect himself to our spirit and express himself. The, life, the, the, the Holy Spirit has emotions. He feels things. And he wants to express those feelings through you and I. How can he do that if you and I are just shut down? How can, how can we do that if we're not aware of his presence? How can we do that if we're not aware of what's going on inside of our own heart? Maybe here there's people here this morning and uh, you've been shut down in some way. I just want to pray that this morning and as we worship, why don't you just open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to come and touch you afresh. As we go through this course, allow the Holy Spirit to come and to visit you again. Allow Him to unlock your heart. And allow Him to, for you to express joy and peace afresh. I tell you what, it'll, it'll just make the whole world a better place. It'll change the environment around you when you experience the joy and the freedom of the Holy Spirit, when you allow Him to come and bring healing into your soul, it will change the environment around you. It will bring you into a better world. It will bring you into a place of promise. Amen? Amen? Why don't we just stand right now? Why don't we just lift our hands?
Holy Spirit, we welcome you afresh into our heart. Holy Spirit, this morning where our our emotions have been shut down, where our heart has been hardened, where we've experienced disappointment, where our emotions have been drained. Holy Spirit, I pray this morning that you'd come and that you'd pour into every person. Lord, that you'd make every heart new this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that your mercy is in you every morning. Lord, that you want us to, you want our soul to be filled and to be overflowing. This morning, Holy Spirit, we just invite you afresh into our life. Lead us and guide us, we pray in Jesus' name. Lead us and guide us into a place of promise. We give you thanks for that you are the anchor for our soul. Everybody said.